amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Elite and Uncle Ron. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? It's that time again. It's your favorite nephew. It's Ernest J. Lee, and this is Unfiltered with Ernest J. Lee and Uncle Ron. It is our distinct pleasure to come into your world from week to week to do what it is we do. It's definitely an honor and a privilege to do this for sure. This international platform is an amazing way to connect with people from all over the world and give you, the listener, our take on what's going on in the world as we see it right now. And yes, we have fun and we joke a lot, but even in the midst of that, y'all, we still bring the facts and we endeavor to give you an unfiltered perspective of the current state of affairs in this world. We try to tell you what's going on and how it's going on, all right? We report the info and the facts as they are, and then we just let the chips fall where they may. It's simple as that. But as they say, the truth hurts sometimes, huh? <laughs> oh, well, but you know what? We just going to keep doing it and keep giving it to you straight. That's how we do it. That's why we call it Unfiltered. So look, if you missed any of our past shows or you just simply want to connect with us and catch up on past topics, there are several ways and avenues to do so. Our free podcasts are now available on Google Play, iTunes, Deezer, Spreaker.com, and of course, the iWorship96.com website. So you can go right now to any one of those digital platforms and simply search the name Ernest J. Lee Unfiltered and you'll be instantly connected just like that. So go on and please take time to connect with us and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Also right now, stop and take a minute to let someone know that we're on the air. Let them know that Unfiltered is playing right now and they can connect with us right now. And if they don't know how to do it, go on and tell them how you connected and y'all going to connect together. All right. Let's go on and do that right now. Let them know we're here. We're about to get into this information. It's about to be a wave. It's going to be epic. We're doing it. We're rolling. Now, today we're going to recap some of the results from yesterday's midterm elections. Woo. Man, I'm so glad that's over. But anyway, (laughs) as you know, for the past three weeks, we've been covering America's polarizing political climate, and we've gotten into some great information over this time, and and I just felt that it needed to be discussed and disseminated. And you know what? I try to follow my heart with these weekly topics, and so far, so good. Uh, You know, we talked about the divisive nature of the current president's campaigning style and his governing style in general. He's truly shown what he's all about when it comes to his obsession with winning. I mean, he is obsessed with winning and winning at any cost and all costs. I don't know if that's bad or good, but anyway, <laughs> we also talked about when church meets politics as well. That was a good discussion on last week. I mean, that is something that is by law supposed to be separate. But of course, as we know, as the world continues to evolve, it's really kind of impossible to keep those two things totally separate. Um, In fact, I would argue that the church actually needs to have a voice in the political spectrum. I just don't think it needs to be polarizing. We're already polarized enough, so I think it just needs to be a voice, a voice of reason even. 
But by doing so, we need more of a coordinated effort to tone down the rhetoric and not just vote with and for people who appear to be righteous and upright, but more so with the people who are the correct and the best candidates for the job. We need to center in on who's best and who's the correct person, not just our favorite person. That doesn't always work out good. Sometimes you can have your friends in position. They just jack all your stuff up. Sometimes you got to have the best person, not the one you like the most. (laughs) So like I said, today we'll get into how we the people did yesterday as far as voter turnout and what does the landscape look like in the aftermath of these hotly contested elections. I mean, it's it's been crazy. Like, seriously, it was was nuts. (laughs) So I can't wait to get going. Uh, We truly had some fireworks on yesterday and even over the weekend leading up to the elections. And I'm just so glad it's over, like I just said. I'm glad this is done. (laughs) So, look, sit back, relax, and keep it locked right here for this next hour. We're really going to get after it and get into it. You feel me? We about to do it, y'all. Now, look, before I go any further, though, you know I got to introduce my co-host, the youthful and dynamic, the illustrious, the tenor extraordinaire, the choir directing Pied Piper, the bright and moaning star, the willing. You know what? The man who rescued Gilligan from the... You know, wait wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I done got carried away, Uncle Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you all... <laughs> Did I bring you out, Doc? All the way. All the way out. I didn't know I had all of those uh, accolades and felicitations. But we give God glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. And how you doing? I'm good. Okay. That's good. I brought you on out, Doc. He brought me out. I'm the miry cl- I saw you the wheel in the middle of the wheel, Doc. The wheel, W-I-L-L. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to start with you today, Uncle Rod. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing nicely. How you doing, son? Man, I'm good, man. It's been a long uh, weekend looking at all this news, man. It's just some people were set back yesterday. I'm still set back from the uh, results of some of these election uh, races. But, you know, God is still in control. He is. We say Amen. Amen. <laughs> God is in control. God is in control. He in control. Uncle Ron, don't nobody know that old song? (laughs) You know it's old, so hey, join the club. Okay, who made it? Uh, Mm, Don't tell me. You take it too long. You take it too long. He's from New York. I know that. Okay. What's it? What's it? Wait a minute. Um, he wears sunglasses all the time. (laughs) He grand like you. James Hall. James I mean, Hall. Yes, John sir. Hall. James Hall. James Hall. Yeah. Yes, he made God in control. What year for 200, Alex? Oh, shoot. I couldn't hardly remember his name, so you know I ain't going to tell you the year. <laughs> I know it was in the 90s. Yeah, that's an all-time favorite hit right there, though. Mm-hmm. He's a Did good you? writer. Oh, yeah, he dope. Did you ever see that video of the dude on the train and on the subway in New York singing the James Hall song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the blood, I think he was singing. The blood, yeah. Do you know that one too? It reaches <laughs> to the high. Yeah. I why do you put why y'all putting all that vibrato on there, Uncle Ron? Oh, that's how they do. That's how they do. So when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. The Romans. The Romans, yes. Now, wait a minute. You said a word earlier that I, you know, I consider myself to be rather smart. But you said a word. You said, did you say felicitations? 
Felicitations. Is that what you said? What did you say? You said accolades and felicitations, didn't you? Or what did you yeah, say? I did say that. Mm-hmm. What is that? What that mean? You don't know what felicitation uh, is? I know. No. No, I do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what salutations mean, not felicitations. What that mean? Uh, it means when you <laughs> congratulate someone. Oh, okay. And is it uh, Spanish? No. Oh, it's American. <laughs> it's English. <laughs> I told you I'm set back about the election yesterday, so bear with me, son. I understand. I understand. Yeah, me on that one. I'm gonna add that to my list, Doc. Felicitations. Well, hey, you know that's why I'm here. I'm here to educate. Mm, don't get the don't not too much. Mm. How was how was church uh, last Sunday, Uncle Ron? Church was good. It was good. Did you direct? Mm-hmm. I did. What y'all sang? We sang. What did we sing? Shoot. I don't remember. I don't feel like, <laughs> you I don't feel I like remembering. Uh, we sang um, Praise Him. Da, 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 praise Him. We did that first because it was first Sunday and we tried oh, okay. to, you know, do some stuff for the yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we did a couple of other songs, nothing to mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ron, why you never had me as a guest at your church to come play the organ? You don't play well enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm getting stupid now. Please forgive me. <laughs> You call you know uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I might, I might have you over. <laughs> don't do me no favors, Doc. <laughs> I done been put out of better places than that. Now, so let me get granted. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> don't go I done been moved off the organ by better people than your organ, okay? So, anyway. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> leave me, him, him and me alone. <laughs> Uncle Ryan, you never cease to amaze me. You, you never let me down. I know that. He'll never. Oh, uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know what, y'all? We're going to take a break right here and get to some music. Because <laughs> Uncle Ron Gary go off the rails again. So look. He's going to make me make him make me a, a, a record. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uncle Ron, it's a do drink minimum for Christians, okay? <laughs> Well, I haven't reached my limit then. <laughs> we got to go, y'all. He, he, said, is like, he said, eat ye all of it and drink ye all of it. <laughs> Where's the foul? He didn't say dr- in the Bible. Look, we'll be it's right back. Look, we'll be right back, y'all, to get this party started because Uncle Ron already got the party started because he sounded like he didn't have a few drinks, but I don't know about that. But look, y'all, it's unfiltered with Ernest J.D. and Uncle Ron. This is you by Snoop D-O-double-G along with my dude, Ty Tribbett. Let's rock, y'all. Okay. Are y'all ready? (laughs) Turn it up. Snoop. Yeah. Let's go to church life. (laughs) Come on. Everybody clap your hands. I'm in a dance. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Listen up, let me tell you about how God's been good to me. Yeah, can't do. Can't do for me the time of the time. Even 
is Pastor Kelly Renee, and I'm locked into Unfiltered with Ernest J. Lee and Uncle Ron. <laughs> yeah, red tape, y'all. Pastor Kelly, y'all. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. We come, we come to worship everybody, everybody, everybody.
This is Ernest J. Lynn. We're back live right here on Unfiltered with Ernest J. Lee and Uncle Ron. Now, look, we know yesterday we had the heavily contested midterm elections. And what a day it was. I know y'all heard me joking in the intro saying I was a little setback, which I am. But look, at the end of the day, when you go out and you do what you do, and that is vote, and you let your voice be heard, then you have to live with the results. I mean, you can't win them all. However, though, I am glad that the House was taken over by the Democrats. Now, that's a good thing because I don't care who you are or how well you govern, everybody needs to check. Because again, like even sometimes in church, you know, sometimes when the pastor don't have no board or don't have nobody checking him, he just do what he want to do. And Mm. to me, you got to have checks and balances. So I do thank God for that because it's not that I'm against the president, but at the the end of the day, you got to have some checks and balances. So I'm good. It's good that he'll have a branch of government that will at least follow up and check some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, I think that's a good thing, Uncle Ron. So, you know, a lot of the other races, you know, of course, they talking about recall, I mean, recounts and all that in some areas. Uh, I was kind of set back about the Florida race, though. I really thought that that candidate, Gilliam, is I said right, Gilliam? Gilliam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really thought he was going to win. Uh, I really thought he was he had put together a great campaign, a great presentation of himself. But it's always next time. But that that one, I really, that stung <laughs> because I thought he was going to win, man. But look, we had vote, uh, record turnout in some areas. We had record uh, turnout as related to uh, early votes, uh, new people voting. So I thought it was a great, you know, a great test for the midterms, you know, this time. So what are your thoughts on what, what went down yesterday? Well, I was happy to see the the many many uh, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, and the Millennials who were voting, and I guess for some of them or most of them, it was probably their first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was happy to see that. So that lets me know that there is hope uh, with the with regards to the future. Um, you know. When then I was just thinking when you were saying how disappointed you were, I remember the day that um, Hillary Cl- Hillary Clinton lost the fight, and of course we had Trump as a result. But everybody was so I can't say sure, but they were very, 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 very hopeful. Mm-hmm. That she was going to win because you know everything was seemed to be in the bag, and they probably never thought that Donald. Trump would win the election. Right, right. And look at what we got now. But uh, right. I, I, I'm hopeful that uh, with as most of these old heads, when they retire or God forbid, or not even God forbid, if it's his will, they pass on and then more more younger people will come in who are, are educated, have better ideas and, or, or just good ideas. Mm-hmm. I think, I think 
we'll be okay, I hope. Let me just say that I hope that we'll be okay. But I was very impressed and very encouraged to see those young people. I was too, man. And then, you know, it had a couple of surprises. The uh, the youngest senator in history was elected yesterday. Uh, well, not senator, I'm sorry. The youngest uh, representative in history was selected yesterday in New York. Young lady, I think she's 29 years old. So that was like a first. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just like, to me, is amazing that, you know, somebody that young can pull off a feat like that at her age. You know, that just goes to what you just said about the millennials and those Gen Xers and stuff like that, you know, uh, voting. Because I, I know that was a shock to the system, uh, to having her there. And a lot of people, you know, young people, for some reason, even when I do music, man, and I consider myself to be a uh, pretty good musician, no matter what you say, Uncle Ron, earlier. No, but anyway, I, no, I, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But no, real talk. But I always, when I'm doing something like a live session, man, I put a young musician on the organ with me only because it keeps me current in my mind. You know, it keeps me, you know, knowing you know what the latest changes are, you know, knowing what the latest chord progressions are. You know, so to me, like young people at those ages, uh, they bring a certain level of energy and synergy to the equation. Um, so having that young lady be elected in New York, I, her name, she has a, I think her last name is Cortez. I, I, I know I'm not going to try to pronounce that other part of her name, but she won. They said it was a blowout victory. So that's amazing. Again, I think that the younger people are starting to get it. I was in line yesterday with a guy who said he was 31 and that was his first election that he's voted in too. So a lot of times, man, I think some of these younger people don't think that it really affects him. And I think that's what he said. He was like, well, he never thought that politics affected him in any kind of way. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, they're starting to wake up. That's my point. Then you had... uh Another woman that's a Muslim is one of the she's the first Muslim elected to Congress. So, you know, America's becoming diverse. And I really believe that outside of just straight up racism, I think that the problems that most people are having with this new uh, wave of people being uh, very much diverse is it's a browning of America. And we talked about that uh, on a few shows before. I can't remember what show it was, but the browning of America is what people really have a problem with. You know, it's. Uh, white people think that they're becoming the minority, and that's really the bottom line. So seeing seeing the, the young lady, she's a, a Hispanic, I guess, with Cortez, and then a Muslim lady. Then I think your, uh, Michigan had uh, selected someone Muslim, right, or something like that. Mm, yeah, I can't think of her first name. Talib is her last name. I think she might be a state rep. I'm not okay. sure. Okay, I'm not sure. I got you. Well, you know, this is a new day, man. It's a new time. Um, And like I said, you know, I really believe that no one party should have total control over the government. I just think that there there is uh, checks and balances that need to be had. With that being said, you know, some of these races were hotly contested. Some of these races, you know, I hope they don't continue this trend of being polarizing. But, you know, some of these uh, seats flip, man. And, uh, you know, with the with the House being taken over by the Democrats, it wasn't a blue wave, as they, as they say, which I didn't think was going to be a blue wave anyway. But it wasn't, you know, a tsunami, but at least the voice of the people spoke. Even in Michigan, uh, you guys... Uh, I was just there last week and I was looking at some of the campaign ads and stuff like that. But, you know, even in Michigan, you 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 got a Democratic governor now. You know, just things, you know, a lot of people, they get tired of the same old thing. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, being in Michigan with a, a Democratic governor now that we've had, you know, we had Snyder two terms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what what's the energy there with the new governor? I think it's great that we're shifting so 
I'm, I'm just hopeful that she just won't be a career politician like everybody. I'm well, not shouldn't say everybody, but many that have those seats, and especially those old heads that have been there since Hector was a puppy. <laughs> and he's a grown dog now, Doc. He did. <laughs> he, he got run over by a car. Shoot. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm, I'm glad that, that we, we're seeing that there's change again and that gives people hope right. or something like that. So, I'm, I'm, I probably will reserve my comment until I see or hear what, you know, what's going on later. But I'm, what, I am happy for her. Can you tell me this, though? What was her platform that she ran on? Well, mm-hmm. she spoke on pretty much everything that could be spoken on the economy, uh, civil rights, you name it, crime. Okay. She gotcha. she spoke on it. So she's just, I think she's new. I don't think she's new. She's new. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of feeling her way, I guess, and with gotcha. the hopes that she'll get some great support. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I think people, you know, they won't change. And, and sometimes when stuff ain't working or people not working or it's the same old thing, like you said, the old heads, you know, sometimes people will vote some new blood in because I, you know, I do know, like I said, I was there last week and I saw, I was talking to my mom about the election and stuff like that and, you know, coming up and she was just saying that, you know, that she had, the lady seemed like she had a lot of energy and sometimes, you know, like Snyder to me seemed like he had, even though I know he wasn't on the ballot, I'm saying he, like, he was so laid back and so unconcerned. You know, sometimes, you know, people like to have a little fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't seem like he had it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know people probably wanted something a little bit more. You know, that's a good thing. Also, um, I noticed that you guys had a marijuana issue on the ballot that passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your feelings on that? To be honest with you, if we're talking, are we talking about medical marijuana or are we talking about bud? Bud. Two. Well, you, you know. Anyway, I used to I used to do that back in the day when I was for real not saved. But um, no, I can't say that I disagree with it, especially when it's for uh, someone who, like, I have a niece right now who uses medical marijuana because she's she has some ailments and conditions, mm-hmm. and I think as opposed to you using all of these these pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. in comparison to the to what this is my thing uh if it grew out the ground and i believe that everything god made was good mm-hmm. but everything that he made was good can be also um misused whether it's food whether it's whatever so i think in in the case if it's if it will help you to uh with uh pain management and all of that. I don't have a problem with that. There was a a young lady that was my sister's um, closest friend, if if I'm not mistaken. And she had cancer. And um, the doctor asked her, because of the pain that she was in, would she consider medical marijuana? And she refused it because of her religious beliefs. Now, my sister is a Holy Ghost-filled woman, so when she was telling me the story and she was trying to encourage her friend to um, at least give it a try, I was like, wait a minute, who am I? Who are you? Because, like I said, she's probably one of the most spiritual people that I know. But, so, not to be redundant, I think it's, I think it's a good uh, move, but I don't, I hope that it will not, well, you have all these uh, weeds 
stores popping up on every corner. Right. Uh, like they do up here on 8 Mile. Right. Now, so. they tell me that the uh, from what, what I looked at today, they said young voters basically pushed that through. That's like an exit poll they did. So, But my whole thing is just like when they, the gun laws, like, it sounds good until you actually read the fine print. Like, and I think some people just hear weed or hear whatever they like, and it's like, okay, cool, it's legal. But it's still going to be some, you know, it's not just uh, free reign, and you can smoke it all, all day outside in every way. You know, some shit, they're going to have some kind of, you know, regulations to it and some kind of, you know, you can't just have a, a <laughs> two bags of weed in your car and think it's fine. I, I'm sure it's going to be something. Now, you know what was one of the, a weird thing that you might not have heard of uh, that I saw yesterday? Uh, Alabama passed an amendment about the Ten Commandments. What? what yeah. What, what <laughs> so, was the amendment? So it's going to authorize the display of the Ten Commandments on state, public, and school grounds. <laughs> so mm. it's like certain religious rights and liberties, basically. So, like, you know, they're they, they going to put them Ten Commandments out there. Thou, thou shalt not... <laughs> They're going to put it where? They're going to put it out there on the, you know, they can display it on state, public, and school grounds. So they can put oh. it at the state house if they want or the school grounds they want. Oh, okay. You're not interested. <laughs> I'm, hey. You I'm mean, <laughs> I ain't no comment. I reserve, reserve that comment. You take the fifth. I'll take the fifth. Well, Uncle Ron, they need to put the Ten Commandments on the Yolan, but anyway, I'm not going to Well, they need to put the 20 Commandments <laughs> on yours. It ain't no uh, 20 Commandments. Why are you always in competition with me, Uncle Ron? I'm not in competition with you. Yes, you are. You're in competition <laughs> with me, and you're losing. You're a loser. <laughs> we polarizing politics right now, Uncle Ron. You know what? But anyway, man, as I, you know, my whole thing is this, man. I think uh, everybody for going to vote yesterday. That's the point. I mean, you know, I think people really, you know, more so than 2016, I think, like you said earlier, you know, people got, because they really was just sure that, that they was going to win. You know, we was going to win and, you know, it was going to be uh, Hillary Clinton and she got whooped down docking that electoral college. So, you know, I'm glad that people took it more serious this time, uh, especially in our homestead of Detroit, it seemed like they had a higher turnout. So that's a good thing, man. I, you know, I'm, overall, I'm happy. Like I said, it was a couple of things that I was set back about. But overall, I'm happy, man. I thought that, you know, people came and they showed up and, and, and let their voice be heard. And again, at the end of the day, win, lose, or draw, that's all we can do. That's true. Remember this, you guys. There are no perfect people. So therefore, it is impossible to expect our politicians to be perfect. I mean, that's a given. I've said that before. However, what we should and can expect is for them to represent us, the people, in a way that reflects who we are as a society and as a culture. As I said before many times, change starts from within, not from an election of our favorite candidate. So even though these elections are over, that don't necessarily mean it's going to be change, all right? Because change starts from us, the people using our voice and energy to enact change and spark the energy needed to defeat this growing trend of divisiveness in our society. We got to do it together. And we also got to remember that a house divided against itself simply cannot stand. We need to pause and think about what the common goal is. Now that the midterm elections are over, let's go ahead and put the partisan politics away and start the healing process. Let's get in tune with the tenor of the times and familiarize ourselves with the candidates that we just elected and the issues that we're concerned about and that we're facing as a nation and as a people. 
And let's ultimately try to work together, y'all. Our lives and more importantly, our futures depend on it. All right, so let's take a break right here and get to some music. And when we come back, we'll wrap this up for the day and have a little fun. Y'all keep it locked right here. This is Unfiltered. Let's go. Right there. Bring the beat back. I love the rock, y'all. Yeah. 
Y'all ready, y'all? Come on!
for the unfiltered rap of the day. What's up, though, y'all? This is E. Lee, and I'm back. Now, look, just because the elections are over, like I said earlier, and for some, your candidate won, and for others, your candidate may have lost. That's just how the ball bounces or the cookie crumbles or whatever cliche you want to use. I just hope whatever the outcome was for you and for your group, that you accept it and move forward. What's done is done. But again, change doesn't primarily come from the outside, y'all. I said it earlier. But rather from the inside, we all have to change our mindsets and start to lay aside old thought patterns and ideologies and focus on America's future. A future where we can truly start to come together and work on things that make us truly great. I've heard many times over the past weeks that if we truly, as a people and as a nation, look more closely, then we will see that there is certainly more that we have in common than we do different. Yes, all of us are from different families and upbringings, but one thing that unites us all is that we are here together right now at this present moment in time. And that, my friend, is no accident. Now, it's up to us to find out the purpose in the grand scheme of things, of course, and Is our purpose to continue to live in a space of divisiveness and anger? Or better yet, to always, no matter what, point the finger and put the blame on others and the ones who don't share our same values? You know, it's so much easier for some to do just that instead of sincerely looking within to see where you yourself can change and make a positive impact on your surroundings and those whom you are in fellowship with. You know, we got to start looking within to change what we want to do. It's not about what the other person's doing. It's about what we're going to do. Look, challenge yourself to be the change that you want to see. Challenge yourself to stop name-calling and finding fault in others and acting as though you don't have any issues. <laughs> that is simply wrong. We can all do better, and we should strive to do just that. The world would be a better place if people would examine themselves first before we try to get everybody else straight. Newsflash, if you were so perfect, then your life would reflect that. Ain't that funny that some of the most judgmental people are some of the most miserable people on the planet? That sounds like an oxymoron, ain't it? You judging me, but you miserable. I I just, whatever. And even though they portray a life of content and happiness on the inside and behind closed doors, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Sadly, this is especially true in the lives of some believers. Man, we get on our high horse and we ride that thing till the wheels fall off. (laughs) Not knowing that other than to the people who deal with you, you look foolish. Because guess what? You ain't fooling nobody but yourself. Like I always say, if God is truly walking with you and speaking through you, then that fruit will line up with what you're talking about and what it looks like. It won't be no question about it. Now, how about that? (laughs) Now, let's stop the foolishness and just be real with it, man. Let's stop the rhetoric and ambivalent views that we project on others that don't think or better yet look like us. At the end of the day, no matter how rich you are, saved you think you are, or even holy as you claim to be, in the end, the real is going to always show. And when we die, guess what? We'll all be buried in the same size grave. So while we're here, let's not act like we're so much better than others because we believe a certain way or we vote a certain way or we come from a better background than the next person. That's just simply stuff that don't even make sense, man. Yeah, we might be from a different side of the tracks, but that don't make me better than the next person. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, look at this. Like the president said last week, as the campaigning was coming to a close, you had two candidates that were running for office. And they graduated from the same school, which was Yale. But check this out. One was a white male, and the other was an African-American female. Now look, the president boldly proclaimed that the white male was more qualified in his race uh, and for his desired post because he went to Yale. (laughs) Ain't that something? Then the next day, the next day, he turned right around and said that the female, which is African-American, was not qualified for her desired post 
uh, even though she, in fact, graduated from the Yale Law School. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, how can one be qualified but the next one not just based on, you know, her being black and the other guy being white? I mean, these are things that's just divisive and you cannot uh, look past it. It is what it is. I mean, that's divisive rhetoric at its finest. Let me just mention this. Then you had the former governor of Georgia said a rally in Florida that that race was so cotton picking important. <laughs> now, you know, cotton picking has a racial overtone to it. Even if you don't mean it in a racial way, why would you say that when you know that this race has a black candidate? So why would you say that in that race? You know what I'm saying? Kind of see my point. I mean, it's just stuff that we say ain't divisive. It is divisive. Then we get up and say, oh, that's not what we meant. I mean, come on. Perception is reality. Whatever I perceive it to be is what it is. That's just how the world works. You can't say something and then expect people to just say, oh, no, you didn't mean that. Come on, we shouldn't have to be trying to figure out what you mean. We don't get points for being ambiguous. Uh, let's just be what it is. But you know what? Until we wake up and realize that this is the world that we live in, then we'll continue to allow a new normal to take shape and ultimately become just that, a new normal. I ain't trying to let that happen, man. That can't be normal. You know, I, for one, am glad that these elections are over and that we the people have spoken. Now, hopefully we can move forward with the business at hand, living this thing called life to our best, to the best of our abilities. I pray that we all let the past be the past and we start to allow healing to take place in this country. And yes, even in the midst of having a president who is the epitome of divisive, petty and petulant. I mean, he's all three. Yes, he's a great businessman, but, you know, sometimes people are more trouble than they worth. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I mean, you know, sometimes you just lose some. So I hope that these next two years are better for all Americans, not just for the rich and for the wealthy, but for the janitor who's trying to work and make ends meet for his family, or even the newly minted U.S. citizens who come here to make a better life for themselves and for their families. I hope the next two years are better than what we just experienced these last two years. But you know what? Most of all, I hope that these next two years are better for our children who are truly the future. What kind of world are we creating for them to inherit? Now that, my friend, is a sobering thought. <sighs> All right, y'all. This is Ernest J. Lee. I'll holla. We'll be right back with more after this.
What's up, y'all? This is E.D. We're back live right here on Unfiltered with Ernest Lee and Uncle Ron. Man, it was a good show today. Uh, good information. And again, man, I'm just happy that people took this stuff seriously, Uncle Ron. And, you know, we're going to move on, man, and see what the next two years going to be. Amen? Amen. Then amen again. Uh-huh. Now, look, man, before we leave out of here, man, let's have a little fun, man. Let's end on a high note today. I know we ain't did this segment in a long time. So, look, man, why don't you go and give us a few of them Facebook words, man, or something like that. Okay, well, we're going to play a little game here. I'm going to say a word, and then I'm going to see if you can tell me what the real word should be. All right? Okay, that's good. Okay. I like that. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Amalam. Amulance. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> what is it? Amalam. Amulance. Oh, wait a minute. Ambience. <laughs> Spell it. Ambience. A-M-B-I-E-N-C-E. Wrong. <laughs> that is how you spell ambience. <laughs> it's ambu. Amalam is the mispronounced word for ambulance. What did I say? You. I don't know what you said, but I it wasn't ambulance. Am- <laughs> no, you didn't. Not. <laughs> the first I said ambulance. One, the first thing I said. <laughs> no, you. It's, there's a B in it. Ambulance. Oh, ambulance. Well, said ambulance. <laughs> and you said Amal. Yeah, Amalance. <laughs> Okay, I'm okay. LD too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one, one for you. <laughs> Breakfast. Breakfast. Okay. Very good. <laughs> um, mischievous. <laughs> mischievous. <laughs> very good. Realtor. <laughs> no, that's one that takes me out all the time. I'm gonna just call my realtor. Yo, what? Yo, realtor. <laughs> Very good. And last but not least, everybody knows this one, and it's now, later. Now and later. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you got oh 80%. That's Which one did I get wrong, Uncle Ron? Ambulance. I said ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> you said... You've spent, you're saying A-M-L-L-A-N-C-E. That is not a real word. The word is ambulance with the B. A-M-B-U-L-A-N-C-E. Now write it and say it in, in yourself several times and then you'll get it into your spirit. But that's pretty good. 80%. Now you did that game, Uncle Ron. I'm going to do, I got something for you. So you know what this lady said. She said she went to the store and they, she got gypped. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Uncle Ronald. Man, let's get out of here, man. But look, give the people an ending thought from you, seriously, on a very serious note, uh, about just moving forward. From we, We've been covering this polarizing politics for three weeks now, and the midterms are over. Like, what would you like to see moving forward is my point. What would I like to see in the future as it yes. relates to... Uh, what we've just witnessed this week. I guess hopefully that maybe I would like to see us get along and us to show respect for one another and to know and realize that it's not about you all the time. And that's not just for me. That's for 
people in the legislature and the White House, and mm-hmm. the, the Blue House, the Black House, that we treat others like we want to be treated. And that's kind of like one of the first things we learn as children, you know, especially if you come from a religious environment, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and my goal is, my hope actually, is that uh, even with the younger people that are coming on, that they will have fresh ideas, uh, that they will um, be conscientious of the fact that we all are created equal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just do the best that you can that God has given you the opportunity to have this platform. And it should not just be about you, but it should be about the people that you serve. That's good stuff, man. I want to hear your opinion uh, on it. I kind of gave my soliloquy earlier. So many times things get so polarizing and so, you know, heated and so, you know, just one way and one view, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I didn't really check social media today, but I'm sure people that, that was polarizing two days ago going to still be polarizing today. So, you know, some people just going to always be who they are. At the end of the day, you don't have to stoop down to their level. And, uh, you know, I don't want to use uh, Michelle Obama's quote. But, you know, what she said has truth to it. You know, when people go low, you have to stay high. And, and what mm-hmm. she meant by that technically is, you know, when people do all manner of things to you, the Bible says do good to them that despitefully use you. Of course, that's a different connotation and different context. But what I'm saying is you have to have a different mindset. So what I would like to see, you know, in closing is just people do something different, man. Change what you think. Change the way you think. Do what makes you happy. We all are on this path, man. We live one time. You know, we don't get a second chance at this. So, y'all, look, we made it through the elections, y'all. We got to move forward. We got to work together. Like Uncle Ron just said, we got to try to put down some of that stuff that we've been doing and pick up some new stuff. So, look, this has been a great couple of weeks covering this stuff, man. And we're going to get back to some of our normal stuff next week. So, keep it locked right here. Unfiltered, Ernest J. Lee and Uncle Ron. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. Keep your nose on your face. Don't take no more nickels. And Uncle Ron, get saved. All right. All right, y'all. We out of here. Peace. Peace out. Love is so amazing. Moving through the soul flow like the sea. There's no force more greater. Feel like second nature. Ain't nothing more beautiful. Love is universal. So let's come together, bring healing to the world The power of love is so strong It can conquer it all And love is healing It covers us all Spread it across the world Gotta get rid of hate And put love in its place Yes, I believe in love Everybody just raise your hand Every girl, boy, woman, and man Open up and let it show Don't you know love is the only way to go? Oh, war is not the answer, no It's gotta be a better way And who is gonna fight for them? Hey
and strength of love It'll do what faith can't get done The precious beauty of love During hard times you will come Touch the world, shake the world Reach out to every man, every woman, boy and girl No matter what your color or nationality Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 